Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last summer, the late Congressman Elijah Cummings released a staff report looking at the U.S. border with Mexico. Its focus was the impact that immigration policies were having on children there. It was called Child Separations by the Trump Administration, and it included 10 case studies of children. But those studies struck Deborah Stiles as incomplete. She is director of Webster University's Intercultural Research Center. She's also a professor of applied educational psychology and school psychology. And to her, the House Oversight Subcommittee on Civil Rights and Civil Liberties C- Committee's report read more like descriptions of, quote, packages being sent around than human beings. So she got to work and enlisted students at Webster to help her. And here today to discuss the fruits of those labors is Deborah Stiles. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you. And we're also joined today by Kauri Shaki. She's a graduate student at Webster University. Kauri, welcome to the show. Thank you. Deborah, let's start with you. What was the problem with the original staff report that you read? Well, um, the child separations didn't begin by the Trump administration, didn't begin with uh, um, the in the summer of. Um, 2019. It had been going on before then, and it had been very disturbing to, um, I guess, most people, especially um, the my students and I, who were all um, either studying psychology or are psychologists um, who focus on uh, children and adolescents. And um, I was very grateful when Elijah Cummings, who is a champion for children, um, last summer um, commissioned this report on uh, child separations by the Trump administration. And I thought in many ways it was a really excellent report. It was 31 pages, and it included 10 case studies and uh, described children Um, The youngest was four months, and the oldest was 16 years. But there was something that was really missing, and that was what would be the psychological impact of separating children from their families. And so I wrote to him in last last summer and uh, told him about this project and also talked to my students. And... uh, we felt it was best for us to write a report that would help the help the uh, Elijah Cummings committee understand what the psychological impact would be of what is um, going on by the U.S. government. So we um, worked for months and months uh, through. Uh, vacations and weekends and late nights and also focused on this in courses, um, trying to communicate to, um, it it was called the um, House Oversight Subcommittee on Civil Rights and Civil Liberties on, you know, what they should be knowing about Um, the psychological impact of child separations. Now, Kauri, when Professor Stiles first um, told the class that that this was something that you would be working on, what was the response among students? First, I think including me, no one believed her (laughs) because writing report to Congress people, that's unbelievable. And 
no one ever had done like any published work or had such a I don't know huge impact impactive work before so we all felt overwhelmed and get so nervous but she guided us step by step and yeah like each classes we just had to do small portion for each classes so that helps so you broke us. it down into mm-hmm. small parts yes. it sounds like right away you understood the enormity that th- that this was something very important mm-hmm. to do it was just maybe understanding that that you were equal to the task mm-hmm. um, was it hard to convince the class that yeah you have the skills you you can help uh, make this make it hit, hit, hit it home for congress um, it wasn't hard to convince the class, the classes that I was teaching, but it was, um, it was an experiment. <laughs> this was problem-based, integrated education. I've been a professor for 39 years. This was, you know, changing the audience from um, a professional audience of psychologists or mental health professionals to members of Congress who had not studied psychology was just really different. Um, And uh, if I could digress for a a moment, I'd like to talk about the people who you're not interviewing um, here today. Um, This was definitely a group effort. uh, Yeah, this was a group effort involving uh, 14 people who worked uh, for a long time. So our applied educational psychology and school psychology students are multicultural, international, multi-age, but most important, they are multitaskers. Mm. So um, the majority of our students, graduate students, um, are parents, um, and they also have full-time jobs working Mm. with children. And somehow, um, the whole group collaborated and worked on this together, um, and uh, after uh, months, we produced this report, and uh, um, when we wrote the report, we decided that um, since the members of Congress had not, you know, majored in psychology, um, that we would take a different kind of approach. And we took a storytelling approach and told a story about each of the um, 10 case studies, you know, starting with the youngest child who was four months going all the way up to the child who was 16. And in telling these stories, we tried to compare what someone of that age should and could be doing developmentally, um, and also how what happened to that child would be traumatic in which ways, and how what happened to the child would affect the rest of their lives. And basically, you know, these children the the developmental trajectory of their lives has been changed and many of them have not even been reunited so let's talk about one of these children in particular uh Kauri, i understand you and a classmate um, work to flesh out the only case study included in the house subcommittee's 2019 report where we actually know the name of the child and his name was constantin uh who is constantin uh constantin is a roma boy and so he came to United States with his father. And actually, first time he came with his mother and the other brother, but 
then he and his father were called. He was immediately separated from his father. And after that, he was spending time with his foster family、mm. for a couple of months. And he, then he was given an American foster family?、Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he was very young when he was placed there.、Mm. Um, what happened after that? So during the foster care, he, so there are a lot of YouTube videos we can see on the internet. And during that time, he sometimes smiled and we could see his like, healthy development. But after he went back to his family in Romania,、mm-hmm. so this is the second time he was separated from the caregivers、mm-hmm. and that、uh, made him huge. A lot of like trauma and、mm-hmm. depression. And because of that, after the one year later, the reunion, he can't still stand or walk、mm-hmm. alone, or he can't speak even a word. And it is way delayed, much more slower than usual. So he's not developing、um, at the level you would expect based on the age that、right. he is.、Um, Deborah, Kauri mentioned these videos on YouTube. These are just publicly available there if you know where to look? Yes.、Um, but for the other children, we really don't know much about them. We know their gender and we know their age, we don't know their name. And、um, we, do, we know the different places that they were sent in the United States. And in, some, in many cases, we know that they were not reunited with their families. And so, where are you getting the information about these other kids? This is not a YouTube type situation. This is just from what has been put out there in, in past congressional reports? No, that was in、um, uh, the staff report that was commissioned by Elijah Cummings. So,、um, there was a short paragraph、um, written about each of the 10 children, and then we wrote several pages about each of them. And so, when you're not able to see these, these children in most cases, or you can't sit down and talk to them,、um, how are you able to sort of put in context、um, what you want Congress to take away from, from what you've learned about child development? Well,、um, in, in a couple of cases, I, I, I drew a, a sketch of what I thought the child might look like.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then we used,、um, in addition to you know, using just sort of general descriptions,、um, we used a lot of photos and graphs and pictures of the brain and things like that to、um, explain it. So. And so, with these illustrations that you yourself did personally,、um, what's your hope in including those in the report? My, my hope for the whole thing is that we, that they could see these 10 children as people, as developing people whose lives are all ahead of them and perhaps understand what our government is doing. To affect their lives and,、um, and also to、um, know about the possibilities for them. And the report also, I should mention,、uh, ends with recommendations and a to do list for them. And that's something that, that you and your students developed?、Um, 
Yes. <laughs> and so give us a sense. What are some of these recommendations? So uh, the first one is to promote the ratification of the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. Um, the U.S. has not done this, um, and uh, child's rights are important. The second one is to acknowledge World Children's Day, which is November 20th. The third one is to propose legislation supporting immigrant and asylum-seeking children and then name the bill after Elijah Cummings. And the last one is to practice self-care because you too are affected by secondary traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the sort of surprising parts of our report. The last um, section is on um, traumatic um, stress and healing. And it not only talks about the stress for, you know, the children, but also for the people who work for ICE and, um, you know, who have much higher suicide rate than um, police officers, for instance, and the stress on people in Congress. Um, and we watched um, hours of hearings that they held, and you can tell from um, the testimony and the members of Congress that they were profoundly stressed and upset by what um, had happened to these children. Mm -hmm. Now, Kaori, I know you teach Japanese classes and mm -hmm. you used to teach middle school in mm -hmm. Japan. Are there ways in which this project felt important to you professionally as an educator? Oh, yes, of course, because as an educator, and Japan has a lot of immigrants these days, too. And I saw a lot of like children from all over the world in my school setting. And generally, I do care about like children regarding, regardless of their nationality or, mm -hmm. or religion or anything. And I think this is what all the adult people have to care and have to do for future children's development. For us to look out for these children. Mm -hmm. Now, Deborah, you're headed later this month to Washington, D.C. to meet with a member of Congress and present this to them. When is that happening? Well, um, I prefer not to give the details, but... Um, but you are going. <laughs> uh, what are your goals for that meeting? Probably to discuss the report that was sent and, uh, and make some suggestions about what could be done and to really bring more awareness to it. It's, this isn't something that happened in the past, and now it's fine. There are still child family separations that are occurring, even in, you know, Missouri. And a lot of issues we can deal with as adults. But this is, this is their life. They, they haven't been on the planet that long, and they, they, we need to pay attention to what's happening to children right now. Well, Deborah Stiles of Webster University's Intercultural Research Center, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. And Webster University graduate student Kauri Chakri, thank you for being here. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.